this is the messy back end, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail. So we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. And now your hosts of The Messy Back End, Sheila J. Davis and Nate Tucker. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. Because as the saying goes, procrastination is just getting things done that were eventually going to be on your to-do list anyway. Maybe. Later, we're going to be talking to speaker, strategist, success coach, and serialpreneur, Michelle McCullough, which will be perfect because today we're talking about productivity and time management. And I happen to know personally that Michelle seems to have more time in a day than the rest of us. We'll learn her secrets. She really knows how to be productive. I mean, look, she is an author of four books, runs three businesses, has two children, is the wife of one, and is a National Speakers Association president for the Intermountain West. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. During our podcast today, you'll hear from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. Our experts will help them by sharing their experience, expertise, and the tools they suggest to get it all cleaned up. If you're an entrepreneur with a messy backend, you're not alone. We would like to hear from you, and we would like to share the advice of our experts with you. Give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Now let me introduce you to our freaking awesome panel this week. Wendy Maynard teaches service-based business owners the fastest and most effective way to grow their companies to six, seven, and even eight figures. Wendy co-founded a multi-million dollar marketing firm, wrote the book Marketing from the Inside Out. David Eggertson, dubbed as the systems guy, is brilliant with creating executing and managing effective systems. As an entrepreneur in web development and IT systems management for over a decade, David has helped thousands of people to streamline success both in their professional and family life. And we've got Alyssa Burgoyne, a business operations mentor who helps busy business owners put systems in place to ensure their businesses run smoothly even without their presence. A big thank you to our entrepreneurs and listeners who provide us with their questions and messes so we can help each other learn and become more successful. Our expert panelists, Wendy Maynard, David Eggertson, and Alyssa Burgoyne, and our guest expert, Michelle McCoy. Thank you for your time and expertise in helping us clean up messy backends all over the world. On our expert panel today, we have Mike Koala, an expert entrepreneur, author, and co-founder of Dinner Table MBA. Roger Copenhaver, sales coach, trainer, consultant, and founder of Connect Utah. And Trish Thomason, founder of Social Butterfly, putting the buzz into social media pages. If you are an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you would like to be a guest or submit a question, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Are you ready to put your business on autopilot and actually live your life? We simply offer the best strategies and solutions anywhere online at Lock and Load Marketing. 
development, design, and marketing solutions to keep your business on target. Come conquer life's challenges with laughter with our very own Nate Tucker, founder of laughingwithnate.com. Funny guy, photographer, digital marketer, entrepreneur, philanthropist, animal lover, and most importantly, pizza connoisseur. Visit laughingwithnate.com. Before the show, our panelists are given a detailed description of our entrepreneur listeners' biggest messes. In this segment, we like to call the E-mess. They will share their best, our panelists will share their best idea, strategy, or tool for success. Our entrepreneurs who submitted the messes will then choose the advice they like the best and that they feel is the best solution for their situation. Then in 30 days, we invite them back to hear how the solution affected their business. Did it work? Did it not work? Today, we're going to have Alex Hockhausen. However, due to a scheduling conflict, he is unable to be with us on the recording. Alex submitted the following question. Hey all, I'm a solo entrepreneur, having started my business in July of 2018. And now things are really starting to pick up for me and I'm majorly struggling with time management. I frequently find myself looking at my calendar in the morning and saying, oh man, I can't believe I booked so many meetings today. And then by 2 p.m., I'm picking and choosing meetings to cancel or reschedule because I simply can't make all of them. I don't want to be that guy who cancels meetings all the time or misses networking events and opportunities to grow my business. So what sort of tools and processes are other solopreneurs in this group using to keep themselves productive and punctual? For more about Alex, Alex's question about his business, Astronomic Audio, which is a podcasting production and distribution company, as well as the long version of his question, head on over to the messy backend slash EP, sorry, the messy backend.com slash EP6. And if you'd like to send in your messy situation, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or email us at hello at themessybackend.com. And now on to our expert panel for their advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. Okay, let's start with Wendy. Wendy, what advice would you, you give Alex? The funny thing is, is that he can't be here because of a scheduling conflict. Which, <laughs> to be honest, happened before we scheduled, but it was really funny that he's like, I can't do it because I can't schedule it. What would be your advice to help get him on track? Yeah, this is a great question, and it's something that entrepreneurs face all the time. And um, I am the uh, consummate entrepreneur. I've always been an entrepreneur, and so uh, I make a really bad employee. Um, and and part of the reason uh, for the both the good side and the bad is I have what I affectionately call squirrel-brained, kind of like Doug the dog in the movie Up. And so my brain popcorns around. And this is the, uh, the great thing about entrepreneurs. It's also the really bad thing about entrepreneurs, right? It's a huge blessing and it's a huge curse. And so for me, having the squirrel brain, I've had to learn how to stay focused. I've had to learn how to have really effective time management. So as a result of learning all the ways to control my own brain, now I have these great systems to offer my clients. And so... The first thing that I would say to Alex is you absolutely have to get some sort of scheduling calendar. So that will allow your folks to um, book time and uh, then you won't overbook because it will have it already um, blocked out in your calendar. 
I happen to like both Schedule Once and Acuity. I think those are really good um, software tools. The second thing I would recommend is to do something called batching. So batching is when you do the same types of um, efforts in similar days. So since you're a, a podcasting service, try to record all your podcasts in one day and have that be podcast days. Or if you need two days, make it two days. If you are uh, reaching out and doing information interviews, do all those on one day. And then go ahead and block out the days where you need to do admin work, you need to do your marketing, whatever it is, go ahead and batch and do all that together. Because numerous studies show that when we switch focus, that we actually become um, less effective. And then the last thing is, make sure that you are focusing on one activity at a time. And so um, when you are, say, writing a blog post, just do that. So uh, close down all of your browser windows, turn off notifications on your phone. Um, you need to focus on just one thing and not be distracted. And then um, things like social media, if you're using them for business, great, but do not do mindless scrolling. And if you're a little bit addicted to that, like so many of us are, then just recognize that that's a problem and quit it. We just have to stop that because it uses up a lot more time. So I've got more, um, I've got more recommendations, but those are my big ones. If you follow those, you'll start, um, stop, you'll start seeing results and you won't have the problems with overbooking. Totally. You know, I actually have a, one of my biggest uh, people who is joining us and I asked him if he could help me at one of the certain times in my time blocks for recording podcasts are 20 minutes. So I have them every 20 minutes. So if someone says, I can't do it at 2.20, can I do it at three? Well, no, because that throws off the whole schedule. And he said, sure, I can do it on one of those days. Here's my schedule. Pick one of those times. And I thought that was clever because then I can look at all, he didn't have to go back and forth and back and forth. So definitely having that calendar, integrating it with everything else you're doing is number one, definitely. Yeah, and just uh, make sure when you set up the calendar and the calendar systems that I mentioned allow you to do this, give yourself a buffer between meetings so that um, in case you go over, you don't overlap. So, you know, give yourself 15 minutes or whatever you need um, to give yourself some wiggle room. For sure. You got to take care of that messy back end sometimes. So that's right. <laughs> All right. Um, David, let's hear from you. What are your suggestions for Alex? Yeah. So Wendy hit on a lot of the, the big ones. I just wanted to first start out by saying priorities, right? Just make sure you have your priorities straight, right? Um, a lot of times we put urgent things first when really they're not the most important things, right? So really making sure you've got uh, the tasks that you're doing categorized correctly um, so that you're doing the important things first and that you really prioritize those, those things. Um, along with what Wendy said with the batching, just making sure you're setting apart certain days for certain activities is really helpful. And particularly making sure that you have at least one day where you don't schedule anything, right? So that you can kind of use that day to just get caught up on the, the, those things that always feel like they need to get done, but you're never able to get done because you're so busy with all these different things. So I always, you know, for me, that day is Friday. Friday is my day where I, I just like, okay, I might take a call with somebody last minute, but I'm not scheduling stuff like that. It's just, 
Um, Friday is my day to get everything, everything wrapped up for the week so that I'm ready for the weekend. And I can have a good weekend where I can fo then focus on my family, right? I can then totally shift gears and focus uh, where, where it's really most important, which for me is, is my family. I want to make sure that that's the priority. That's why I do everything that I do is for my family. So just making sure you've got those priorities in place. The calendaring thing is huge, right? I mean, we're, we're going to hit on that like a, a, a dead horse, but it's just so, it's so important that, uh, that you've got a calendar, that it's right there. Today, we've got such technology uh, that it, it's so easy. I mean, I can yell up to Alexa and say, hey, Alexa, throw this on my calendar, you know, and, and it's so easy or just hold my phone and be like, Google, you know, add, add this to my calendar and add, oh, oh, add a reminder for me to do this. And then Google reminds me and I'll, I set alarms. Like when it's really important, I'm like, I cannot miss that. I, I will literally just set an alarm, set an alarm for this time uh, tomorrow so that I do not miss this because that, that, that's what it takes sometimes for me. Sometimes it's really easy to just get caught up in a project and you're going, going, going. And then it's like, oh shoot, that meeting was supposed to start half an hour ago, right? <laughs> and it was a really important meeting. Um, and so you don't want to have that happen to you. And so, you know, whatever it takes for you, you also, you just kind of need to analyze yourself and do some analysis on yourself and try some of these things that we're talking about. And then the next week, just kind of analyze and be like, okay, how did that work? And then adjust according to your own needs, because all of us are different. All of us do, uh, our minds work differently. The way we like, the way we prioritize things is different. And so you just need to figure out what's going to work for you. Uh, and that's important that you just take that time to analyze and maybe just set a, set a time once a week. I like to do that Monday morning where it's kind of like Monday morning's my, my time to analyze, okay, how did last week go? Do I need to change anything with how I managed my time the, uh, this week with how I managed it this week? And that's, yeah, That's I really I, like that. I think you hit yeah. the nail on the head at the end there, David, when you said analyze your week before and figure out what worked for you. Did those timers work for you? Get an assistant like Alexa. I think I need an Alexa. I, for some reason, Siri doesn't ever understand me. Maybe it's because I have her on a British accent and I don't speak with a British <laughs> accent. My friend John is on right now. He speaks with an accent. But, you know, definitely analyzing what worked and what didn't work. All right, Alyssa, let's hear your uh, tip for Alex. Okay, so I just uh, have to say that I really agree with both what Wendy and David had to say. I think it's both points, especially the online calendar is something that's huge. Um, for somebody that's already overscheduled, um, trying to find the time to go back and forth in emails to set times for meetings. It's, it's guaranteed a productivity killer and a huge time waster. And I think sometimes what I have found with people that I work with that need some serious organization in their business is that they don't actually even realize how much time they're wasting on that kind of stuff. And it, it could be like five or six hours a week they're wasting. That is completely useless time now that could be used for money making or, um, you know, business development activities. Um, so 
I think sometimes when you're new, something that I suggest to clients is that they track their time for the tasks they have until they actually have an accurate figure of how much time they're spending. Because it's easy to say, oh, it takes me an hour to write a blog post or it takes me an hour to do this. But in reality, it might actually be taking you, you know, an hour and a half or two hours. And it's really important to set a realistic goal of what you can get done in a day. There's only 24 hours and there's only so many working hours out of that 24 because it's important to have that work-life balance too as an entrepreneur, which is a struggle for most people. Um, so something that I suggest is to track your time for the first bit to get realistic data that you can then use when you're analyzing what you're doing during the week. Um, without that, you're just kind of throwing a shot in the dark and always behind the eight ball. Um, and something else that I will would like to touch on too is um, I like the time blocking version of working. So it's similar to what Wendy and David touched on with the batching. Um, I, I find that with a lot of people that I work with, they have so many different, um, I guess, tasks that they do in a day. It's hard to schedule one day to just do it all because sometimes it can't be done that far in advance. So in those kinds of situations, what I suggest is that you block your time. Um, do your most uh, urgent things or the, the things that are the highest priority first thing in the day when you're fresh. And then throughout the day, filter in with other you know, other tasks that need to be done and create a realistic schedule based on the time tracking that you've data that you've gathered um, and and make sure that you're ending your day you know set whether your business hours are nine till five or whatever it is um, and ending your day when you need to be so that you're taking that time yourself to refresh because being burnt out is not going to create a productive situation for sure. You know what? I'm totally making all these notes. Um, one thing that Mel Robbins said in her, um, in her book, Five Second Rule, if you guys haven't read it, you need to read it. I'm listening to it for the second time. I absolutely love Mel Robbins. Um, she said that in her research and studying for the Five Second Rule, she found that the first four hours of the day are your most productive. Okay. I spend the first four hours of my day getting up, exercising, running kids where they need to be, taking care of my house. I don't think I even sit down until nine o'clock. Yeah. I get up at five. So by the time I sit down at nine o'clock, I wasted those first four, four hours. So now I'm wondering, should I be getting up at midnight? <laughs> Working from midnight sure, I, can totally, I could totally relate to what you're saying. I have a three-year-old and a 10-year-old and there's all these uh, wonderful morning routines and rituals, you know, and um, I, I don't know, like my kids are bouncing on my bed, waking me up. They're like, get up at 5 a.m. Well, I already do. Right. Because my three-year-old's in there and, you know, that I, I totally relate like, okay, all these productivity experts say do it in the morning, but it, it's sort of like when you have a bunch of little kids jumping on you, it, it blows some of those ideas right at the water. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I honestly, I'm still trying to figure it out. I have noticed um, if I can, so I have to drop my daughter off at driver's ed at 630. If as much as I can get done before I drop her off and then quickly get to the gym and home, I'll try and work actually, and then maybe shower in the afternoon just because I can still reach that four hours. But I have noticed if I'm being productive in those first four hours, it can go longer if I'm doing something productive when that time hits. Well, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And okay, Alex, if you've heard all of the advice from these amazing panelists, and I know I've taken a huge list, we want to know what solutions 
and you can use more than one that will work best for you in your business. Get in touch with me and let us know how things are going. And we look forward to hearing back from you in 30 days. Put that on your schedule today. And you, yep, you, one of the you that are listening right now, if you felt inspired to take our panelists' advice in your business and you would like to share what suggestions worked for you or didn't work for you, please let us know your progress. The key to making this podcast really work is to hear about the results from the suggestions. This allows us to be able to learn a lot more from the expert's point of view, but from the execution of the suggestions provided. At this point in our show, we would like to share with you the messes that have been cleaned up by our expert panelists who have shared their advice with entrepreneurs who have visited the show. Since this is a new show, we don't have the stories to share with you yet, but we will very soon. At The Messy Backend, we do things a little bit differently. We don't just dish out advice and expect it to work. We will give advice to our entrepreneurs who call in or who submit their questions, and then you can come back in 30 days and tell us the results of the advice that was given. Did it work for you? Did it not work for you? What did you try that did work? What questions do you still have? We want to be able to give a full, well-rounded solution to your messy backend. So be sure and join us so that we can hear not only the messy backend, but how you cleaned it up. So be sure to join us, not just for the messy backend, but also the cleanup. Do you have big ideas for your business, but you need a little help with those logistics? Or maybe you've been so busy building your business that you haven't had the time to give your customers that much needed TLC? That's where Pam Langard at Ridgetop Virtual Solutions comes in. She can help with that. RidgetopVirtualSolutions.com. From shopping online to determining if Amazon Prime is a good deal for your family, check out TrueMoneySaver.com and manage your money so you can get more even though you're spending less at TrueMoneySaver.com. Welcome back to the messy back end. We are here today with Michelle McCullough, who is the author of four books, runs three businesses, has two children, and is the wife to only one. She's a podcaster and has a regular segment on the NBC and Fox stations in Salt Lake City, Utah. She's a high performance coach and sought after speaker. She's worked with brands like Visa Small Business, UPS Store, and Aweber. She's spoken for Goldman Sachs, Air Force Reserve, and Ancestry.com. And she's here with us today to share success tips and marketing strategies that will supercharge your success over the next 12 months. She's also the president of the Mountain West chapter of the National Speakers Association. Thanks, Nate. Michelle, you are, you know, one, and, and I know I'm like gusher, whatever. I'm not like brown nosing. It's the truth. Um, I've been following you a lot longer than I've known you. And um, after knowing you, um, I find that you are probably one of the most productive people I know. I mean, your marketing strategies, your social media strategies blow me away every time we talk about those. But is I literally, truly feel like you must have more than 24 hours in a day. It seems to me that you get so much more done than I could possibly do. So thank you so much for joining us and talking to us about productivity and time management today. Oh, it is my pleasure. And I assure you, I do not have more hours than you. Um, I, I guess I just figured out how to play with them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, because I have seen your watch. It does look the same, but I swear it feels <laughs> a little different. <laughs> Well, ironically enough, what I would say is my number one tip is to get eight hours of sleep at night. 
which is crazy because some people will say, oh, I know as adults, you only need six to seven, but I highly maintain that one of the secrets to my success is a really, really, really good night's sleep. And I am pretty rigid about it. I get about seven to eight hours of sleep at night. And um, I think that that just makes my waking hours a lot more productive. I'm less brain foggy. I'm less um, trying to remember what's going on. And I still have those moments and I definitely have to work on brain fog because I've got so many different things going on. But sleep is my very first and favorite tip for all things productivity, as weird as that is. No, I don't think that's weird at all. I actually, I do struggle with sleep. Um, insomnia is a problem that I have always dealt with. And I do notice those times um, recently I've started allowing myself naps because I don't sleep for those. Eight, I know I need those eight hours. I don't sleep for them. So I have allowed myself um, naps to try and catch up. But my neurologist actually told me that you have seven days to be ahead or catch up on sleep. And it seemed like that gave me permission to get the sleep that I was needing. Cause you're right. Brain fog is probably from lack of sleep most of the time. And I think there's, I'm sure there's other issues for people health-wise that make that tricky, but um, that's one reason why I make my health number one. And I think especially for, you know, that you talk about the messy back end of entrepreneurship, you know, we're burning candles at so many ends and we have so many things that we're trying to do that it can be easy to say, oh, if I just stay up and work on this proposal or work on this project, then I'm going to get ahead of things. But the truth is, is you're not giving your best. And I think one of the tricks of being productive is figuring out the times of the day that we're most energetic and doing the hardest things during those times of day and doing the easy, the mundane, or even the fun at our least energetic times. But whatever needs us the most needs to happen whenever we're most energetic. And whether you're a morning person or an afternoon person right after lunch, um, I used to be the most energetic from eight to midnight. And I used to crank so much stuff out from eight to midnight. I put my kids to bed and I would get so much stuff done. But the older I get, the less I can do that. And the more I am just super tired. So I'm way more energetic in the mornings now between nine and noon. And so I put my hardest stuff then so that I'm really giving it my best instead of giving it the leftovers. And I think we have to be careful about giving projects our leftovers because it's not our best work. And we need to be really being I think one of the things that is the difference between those who are the most productive and those who aren't is that they know when they're being productive and when they're not being productive and they shift their focus when they're not being productive quickly back to on purpose tasks. I love that. I saw Nate raise his hand when you said um, getting the most time between eight and midnight. I used to be exactly the same way, but you're right. It was only um, kind of half of, it, but I, I, and I felt like I was doing more, but I wasn't, I was getting behind. Nate, did you? Well, see, I'm a night owl. Like that's when my mind and that's when my creativity sparks. Um, I do most of my like editing and stuff when I'm editing photos or videos, probably from 10 PM till two or three in the morning. Wow. Uh, that's when my phone isn't buzzing off the hook because all normal people have, are asleep at that time or people with families or whatever. Uh, I don't have those kind of responsibilities. I don't have young kids or anything to look after. Um, and so that's when I'm able to focus, uh, use my creative skill sets and really be the most productive are during those hours. So I love that you said that because I, I feel like a lot of successful people uh, are, or the ones that are vocal about it are the morning people. And they're like, yeah, you got to get up early and, and do the, you know, the productive part of your day right at the beginning. 
And for me, that's completely opposite. I, I'm going, like when I wake up in the morning, it takes a while for me to get going. It's like, I go and I take a shower, a nice long hot shower, and then slowly eat breakfast while I'm like reading over emails and that kind of stuff. But it's like slowly get my mind into the working mode. But by the end of the day, that's when I'm just chugging and plugging and just working hard. And so it all depends, you know, different people have different energy levels, I guess, Absolutely. at different times of the day. So, you need important. to read uh, The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins because, I don't know, I love Mel Robbins and, and I guess it kind of can make you feel a little bit bad, but she puts her phone in the bathroom at night and then when her alarm goes off, she has to get out of her bed, go to her bathroom, turns it off. She doesn't even look at it. And then she goes in the kitchen and, you know, and I'm just like, everybody has to have kind of their routine, but, and I right. think Nate, you're just a young baby. So <laughs> I think younger people, like you said, Michelle, the older, the older you get, that, that might kind of shift once you kind of get a little older, because I used to be a night person too. And I just don't think the other thing I really wanted to talk to you about Michelle too, was, um, the previously in the episode, we talked to Alex, um, who has a podcasting, um, production business. And it's funny, he couldn't be live with us because he had a scheduling conflict. And his question was, I'm overbooking myself. How in the heck do I get out of that? And I know with you, like, it seems like you're just always going, going, you have so many things going. And I know that, um, like figuring out how to do your, so now you've had your eight hours of sleep. How do you manage the day so you don't get overbooked? I mean, we've had a couple of suggestions, but I'd love to know how you do it. So, um, I will try to explain this as easily as I can and as quickly as I can, because I know your time is quick, but I use the daily, weekly, and monthly list. And what that means is that everything in your business, um, I tell entrepreneurs that their biggest downfall is their to-do list, which is interesting because they think that their the to-do list is what's getting things done. But it's the regular things that you do on a, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, that is really what's going to make you feel the most productive. So I have a spreadsheet that I can access anywhere, anytime that has daily activities. And then I have things that I only do once a week and I've assigned them a week. So whether it's Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. Um, and so then I can get up on Thursday morning and I can see all my dailies. I can see the things that I'm only doing on Thursdays and I can be prepped for that. And I can see any other projects that need to be done. And then my monthlies are all assigned a specific day of the week, the day of the month. And so I might have something on the 15th. And so I'm going to get my dailies, my weeklies, and then something that's done on the 15th that day. And in order to do that, I have to block out the time on my calendar. So when you put your to-do list on your calendar, you're way more effective than if you say, I need to make time for my to-do list. When I have time, I'll hit my to-do list. Instead, I've got all of those things blocked out onto my calendar. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I can move them if I reschedule them. So if a client calls and says, hey, can you meet on, on Tuesday at four, which is not my time that I meet clients. If I have something else in that time block, I have to make the decision where I say, I'm sorry, I'm booked or I can move that time. But the truth is, is that every entrepreneur can only schedule 60 to 75% 
of their working time in their calendar because things have to shift, things have to move. And so like in the case of the podcast um, production uh, business, he's over scheduling what his body and brain can actually do because you have to be able to have the flexibility to shift some things around and you can't schedule that much. I met a woman today who has 25 hours a week that she does one-on-one coaching and is wondering why she's not getting anything else done. And while that's a fantastic business to run, she's working 80 hours a week just to make that 20 to 25 hours of work with their clients. And so you just can't schedule that much. Whether you're working 20 hours a week, you can only schedule 15. If you're working 40 hours a week, you can really only schedule 30 to 32. And you have to give yourself that flexibility, but mirror your to-do list with your calendar. You'll find greater success, greater ease. And your brain goes to work on those things before you do it. Just like you get excited about a vacation that's coming up, your brain is going to work on the things that you need to do next. And it helps prepare you so that when you get there, it's not an abrupt stop. It's something that your brain and body are prepared for. I love that. We actually talked about batching earlier and blocking out the time. And I do um, power hours uh, to, you know, I shut everything off and do focus on for that for at least four hours a day. But that takes batching to a whole other level, right? So you're not um, wow. I don't even know. And I've seen the spreadsheet. I think, um, I don't know if it was a while ago that you actually had that as one of your freebies, like you gave away some kind of scheduling thing. And I remember Mm -hmm. looking at that going, Oh my gosh, how does she do it like this? And I wasn't able to, I didn't do it and I regret (laughs) it. That's all right. Hey, I am truthful. You'll get the truth out of me. But I remember, I still have it, actually. I think I still have the link to it. And, and I've thought about that often over the years. And maybe that's the clue that I need to go back and do it. Because maybe that's how you're getting more than 24 hours. And if you're sleeping for eight of those. <laughs> and I have two kids. And I have three businesses. So yeah. it's all about making the time clock work for you. And anyone else who works for me, they have their own too. So my assistants have their own daily, weekly, and monthly list. And then it's not a matter of keeping them busy and figuring out what needs to be done. They have their own productivity list. So if I have an assistant that only comes three days a week on her three days, she knows exactly what she's getting done and she's being crazy productive. So part of my ability to be able to grow is to invite people in, but to make them productive as well. Yeah. That's the magic sauce. That's the golden nugget, Nate. Don't you agree? Like if you yeah. can do that and, and, and the hiring out of people, you know, is a priority. And we talked about that earlier in the podcast where you, you get to the point where you have to hire stuff out. If you have those systems in place and then you have those strategies in place, whoa, mind blown. Right. No, it seriously is. And something that you got to consider as well is like, okay, well focus on what you are the best at. Um, and like what brings you the most happiness or joy or finance or whatever it is, you know, income, what is your, the most value per hour that you have? You want to maximize that. If it is, if you are the world's best, you know, uh, puzzle maker, you know, uh, like you put together puzzles, you don't like shopping for them. You don't like cleaning them up afterwards, but if you're the best at putting together puzzles, you make other people go buy the puzzles for you. You make the other people put them up afterwards and sell them and everything because that is what maximizes your, you know, happiness or profits or whatever um, and hire out the other things. Let other yeah. people wear the hats that they are good at. Yeah, I love that because you're so right because when you have to shift focus, it's like Brenda Bouchard said, the, the transitions that you make 
take the most time out of your day. So if you already know what those are, even if, if you have those daily things or those monthly things, the transition between one thing to the next, it doesn't take as much effort because you've been doing it for so long. Right. Michelle, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your knowledge with us. You're, you're just one of my favorite people in the world and um, I admire you greatly. Remember, if you are an entrepreneur with a messy back end and you would like to have some personalized advice from our experts, give us a call at 801-810-6726. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or by visiting themessybackend.com so you never miss an episode. We love hearing about your messy backends so that we can help you clean them up and be more successful. Let us know how we can help at themessybackend.com. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening. A big thank you to my co-host, Nate Tucker, who helps bring out your inner beauty and vision through coaching, photography, and video at laughingwithnate.com. Stanley Bostwick, who helped us, well, let's face it, he actually did our audio and video editing and believe me, that was a big, messy back end. Cassandra Boswick, my beautiful daughter, who is a much better writer than I, who helped with the show notes and editing. Remember, if it tires you out, hire it out. Put your business on autopilot so you can actually live your life. Visit lockandloadmarketing.com for more than just marketing. We clean up and help with the messy back end, but we also make the front end look beautiful. Woo, well, that's all we have for today's episode of The, 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 the Messy b -b -b Back End. Join us again next week as our experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you are not alone. Every business has a messy back end that needs a little attention.